Uh, yo, yo, we are back in the building. Uh, this is your host for the most. I am Marcus Monero. That's my uh, one of my infamous names. I'm kind of kind of a big deal, not really. But guess what? I got a special friend all the way from Dubai Marina, from the Princess Tower. I don't know how he got there, but but the idea was that he's gonna be in Princess Tower. In Dubai Marina, and I'm going to be here in Business Bay, but destiny has brought us here together somehow, somehow, and here we are. So, uh, this is Dr. Anish Muhammad, and he is from Panther Protocol. He has a long history in the space, and yeah, and also he's also the lead honcho of Coffee with Crypto. So, and he, he's a man of many talents, many skills, and all that jazz. So, uh, I don't want to compliment him too much, otherwise his head gets big and he starts floating away and we're going to have a lot of problems. So, you know what, we, we try to keep things simple. But, anyway, uh, Anish, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Cryptocosm. Uh, this show is all about how cryptocurrencies and blockchain-based solutions are going to revolutionize the internet, information, and money. So, uh, you've been involved in this space not just a blockchain, but even cybersecurity. So you you know payment systems and uh, micro payment systems, payment systems, security. Last twenty four years. Okay, so uh, before we dive into all that, kind of uh, could you share us your origin story into crypto and blockchain? Okay. So my kind of origin story in crypto is so I was born in that state called Kerala in India. Uh, so my dad was an engineer. He used to subscribe to this thing called uh, Science Today. So this is a magazine that used to be published in India. And I think the guy's name is Raman. He wrote an article about cryptography, public cryptography. And in there, he added uh, one challenge. So Science Today occasionally used to publish the puzzles that is published by a new scientist. Martin Gardner has a challenge. So he had an RSA 129 challenge on I was like, you know, it's probably nothing can so I told me, I looked at this and then how hard this could be. That's a starting story. And then, uh, you know, I started And so, you know, I'm still learning and uh, continuously being awed by the problem that I'm Interesting, okay. All right, so I'm sure like, uh, but, I mean, he has such a long history. So, anyways, uh, now is it true that you've been like the advisor for Ethereum, Ripple? I was an advisor. For, I, I wasn't an advisor for Ethereum. I was kind of a member of the larger team. So I did the review for the orange paper. I did some work on uh, you know, incentive design for Swarm. So in that sense, you can consider me more as like, if you're an advisor. Essentially, that means you have a contact with a different guy. Ethereum oh, never had contract. Okay. So I knew Victor, Victor asked me if I would do the review, I did that, then he asked me for feedback, so I worked on that. So. Sorry, sorry, Victor as in... Victor Tron, the guy who okay. actually was the guy being swamped. Okay, but as far as, but how, how did you get involved with Ethereum? Oh, it was very trivial, so, uh, you know, 2013 I was involved in Ripple, so, you know, okay. people knew why I was involved in this kind of stuff. Okay, so I think... Uh, Victor came to one of my talks and I was describing some things to the large public. He asked yeah. me if I would help him. I said, fine. And he was actually looking at Swarm. And I said, okay, send me the thing and I'll, you know, 
Alright, okay. So other than Ethereum and Ripple, I mean, I do remember you have been involved in plenty of protocols. Yes. Is there any, are you allowed to mention that? Or? I can mention some of them. Yeah, sure. Like, I mean, like, layer ones I probably have done close to half a dozen. Okay. And that is where, you know, restrictions apply. I mean, like, you know, not people don't want to tell people. Yeah. Okay. It, it's whether you have any hours expertise in certain things and you get help from other people. If some people think that's a good thing, some people think that's not a great thing. So, otherwise, protocols wise, also on ocean, below, right. like the longest. Okay, gotcha. All right. All right. So, you're, uh, 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 if I remember correctly, you're also the founding member of the UK Basically, the way I see it is sort of like ZKP is more like advanced mathematics 
right? Is that over there without? I think it's a very heavy assumption over there. Okay. In math, you can actually use various tools to achieve the okay. It's like, you know, uh, the very least, you can, I can give you three flavors. Okay. First is bulletproofs. Bulletproofs actually use uh, the security of integer factors. Given a very large number, can you actually factorize into the last one? Right? So that's the basis of one. And you can actually use the same as the basis of bulletproofs. Then there is start. Start is like uh, you know, it's a more recent variant of zero loss. So first uh, there was snaps. So the, the history of evolution is like in 2011, 2013, there's a couple of papers that came out. Uh, there's a scheme called Pinocchio, and then there's a spec model that you know I don't know if it's called zero capture. Models with uh, Alexander Chisa. Okay. That's the basis of the Okay, it came around. And then, you know, people started improving and growth actually improved growth 16. But in between, that became SNARKs. SNARKs are quite set up. If you remember going back in time, you know, there was this big group of center processors in cash, right? Uh, yeah, and a lot of people in the Monero community made a, obviously, yeah. uh, made a big issue about it. So, yeah, so, so, that's, so in general, uh, you know, as uh, in SNARK actually has uh, a proof key and a verification key. Okay. And to derive this, you need to have an SRS chance. Right? Yeah. And for creating that, you have this process code. Okay. And the security of that is pretty much dependent on the electric code stream or from So it's essentially like given a generator group in an electric code, mm-hmm. given a point, how many times has this generator moved around the code? Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the so that's the basis of that. So you know, it's a non-interactive, zone-loss proof, uses a little bit problem, and it needs to set up. That's that. Okay. Then comes start. Start happened kind of increasingly. The first set of people was on the summer, like end of September, October, I think, DEFCON 2017. Start actually uses function. So it, 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 there's this concept of fry. Okay. So if you want to read that data point, you don't need to run data point at all. It's not a small subject. It's a very high probability you can run data point. That's the basis of stuff. Three, it simply sets up as a lot of rules. Bulletproof, not and stuff. And now we have variants of it. Yeah, that's it. Halo 2 and Blanky. Oh, okay. No, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm still trying to, like, you know, grasp ideas, even though it's proof. Because also, like, a lot of, I guess, the regular people like me and some of the folks, too, like, they keep hearing zero knowledge proof quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, I think the reason they zero knowledge proof is coming into, I guess, the general public, mm. uh, I think, I would say, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, amazed, about, I'm amazed by it, mm. but, but even still, I still don't understand the possible. I think there's a lot of technical stuff. But I think if we can look at the roots of it, it goes back to this concept of privacy. And the question is... No, no not necessarily. This is, this is the game that we want. So, how, how did people prove things to each other? That's the question, right? Let's assume society. and Let's assume how normally trust is built. Right, Assumption okay. of trust. Assumption of trust is like, you trust somebody with a secret. You trust somebody with something bad. Right? Sure, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. So, yeah. that is All the right, normal yeah. Okay. So, zero knowledge concept is he tr- trust somebody with nothing. That's the real bad action, right? Oh, right. Okay, okay. 
right. so, so this is the difference. So until now, you have to give somebody something valuable for you that they have to trust the password authentication. Yeah. The password. That was zero knowledge. All right. Okay. So this, okay. Yeah. All right. So this is not this is not just advanced. It's a paradigm. This is a paradigm shift in the way you think about things. Oh wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. No. Because see, see that's the thing. We, uh, no one has ever said that. You mentioned about the psychological social shift. How we. Yeah. So this oh, privacy right. versus okay. authenticity. So okay. I spoke on one of the SPC thesis. I think in May. Uh, some university in Finland back he kind of describes this uh, you know two things which is okay. like, how do you actually prove the authenticity without a real privacy that's okay. the and there are a lot of tools that actually decouple the thing allow you to have authenticity without a real privacy okay so I can okay that was really fascinating I mean there's so much for me to unravel but I just think of authentication Authentication will be some who you are and who you know something. So that you pretty much have a you know, a Imagine there is a corridor, and each okay. of the room, the room's door is kind of, uh, you know, opens, and your ability to escape the room without using the door is kind of tied up to your name. Okay. okay. All right. So, Marcos will map to something, and in, in, in that sense, you could randomly pick so many rooms, and then you could run this thing, and you have a probability, you know, one by two to minus n kind of thing that you you could fool me yeah. into saying that I am Marcos, even though you. Oh, gosh, gotcha. like a yeah, slide. Yeah, but, you know, this, yeah, so, so the, the encoding actually allows you to do the interactive. But then you do this technique called the Shelly Transform, and then you would actually have a more interactive one. And then the strength of the hash functions prevents you from doing silly things. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow, that's. Okay, that, okay that's a little, a lot of stuff uh, that goes behind. Okay. Yeah. No, because I never, it, it, it never dawned on me from the authenticity side. Because I was, I guess, what I like about many of the people too is, I guess, the privacy side, but also how you can prove authenticity without revealing information. I, I guess uh, just want to take it from a more macro level because, in, 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 I guess, with the protocol, it's all about providing privacy. Yeah. Uh, it's not very, yeah, it's not very bounded. I, I guess, okay. This, not for in a sense like anonymity, yeah. uh, being anonymous, but just protecting valuable information like financial information yeah. or health records. So I have to be more precise. In okay. the construct of we are only looking at DeFi. Okay. We only provide transaction privacy in DeFi. Okay. So, you know, when you come in from an L1 into Panda you don't have privacy if the L1 doesn't provide. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. 
So once you are inside Panda, we give you privacy for transactions. You make inside Panda through Panda into say Uniswap. Okay. But once you are done and you get out of it, you don't have privacy either. So the construct of Panda is privacy in DeFi on demand with support of with support for KYC and selective disclosure. Right. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Okay. So I guess my question is, you trying to make it legally compliant? Right? If it need to be legally compliant, okay. there's nothing stopping us from. We are not saying that. Okay. Only you're saying is like you know, here are the tools by which you could remain. So choose. Well then, if you don't, so choose. That's okay. your problem. Yeah. All right. Okay. Interesting. So other than Panther Protocol, other than any other exciting projects that you're working on? Yeah, I mean, I'm always working with small projects. Some account speak and some account speak. Yeah, I mean, I, I generally work with a lot of community, try out them. Okay. And, um, you know, I solve most of the problems that are as interesting problems. So, for example, I thought it was a complicated process this devices. So, okay. Nice. Now, in these days, I've changed in a sense. Like, those days I had a paid job. This is the thing that I did for fun. Okay. And now, this is a full time thing. So, people think that I've done a good thing. Opportunity was. So, I do work with a bunch of projects. Mostly, it could be layer two, layer one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sometimes dApps, sometimes textures. So okay. it depends on like what they require from me in terms of how some require help in terms of the economics, some require help in terms of protocol design, some require help in terms of other things. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I was uh, I feel like the next question I was about to ask is like because uh, you've been more involved like in, in Ethereum, which is on day one, but uh on, on the same also, I'm not a, you know, I, I, I am not a believer. Okay. B, I'm not a maximalist. Okay. So, believe <laughs> in the sense, like, I don't believe in Ethereum. I don't say the Ethereum is the best thing in the slice, right? Okay. 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 <laughs> so, I came into Ethereum from Ripple and I accept the same about Ripple. So, you know, the same applies to Ethereum, too. All right. Okay. All so, right. you know, to be very fair, Ripple at the point that I actually have a smart contract before Ethereum, and four years into Ethereum. All right. Okay. Yeah. Also, I had a scale consumer account some way it was. So, in theory, it was a, not talking about business, but technology. Technology. Yeah. Same is true about Ethereum. Okay. So, I generally speak about like blockchains and kind of these three dimensions of blockchain. This generation is a set of all blockchains that actually didn't have these dimensions. Okay. Second generation is the ones that actually have. Third ones are the ones that are actually trying to fix the scalability. Yeah, so, the okay. yeah. so that's Shadow, Google Labs, Google Labs, So that that's like a gentle. Oh, a gentle. Yeah. And then some point in there, there will be somebody who says it's a gentle, but I haven't seen one yet. Okay. Good. I'm glad you brought up gen, like, you know, gen say, blockchain 4.0. Because mm-hmm. uh, currently, right now, yeah, I guess we are the 3.0 yes. stage, whereas scalability is the main topic or the narrative so far. Right? It is one of the main. One of the main. Okay. So, 
what do you think would be the narrative or or the main issue uh, focus for four point four? Okay, so the way I narrow it is that like everybody says to you, "Yeah, boy, oh, he's done an Ethereum." It's very possible to be Ethereum. So, you know, typically three or four years. Why are people Your financial confidence, basically, in the capital, and there's a doubt of you know, increasing your 
you can all make fun of the freedoms. But yeah. as years, as time passed by and the, the ecosystem is growing, I started to see like what you said, like there is a very strong marketing narrative. I would probably put it this way. This is delayed gratification. So you go into an ecosystem, it's like the like, you know, basically yeah. you, 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 you the life after you know you get something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that actually sets the society up, right? So you know blockchain is an OPM that actually sells some people that run one system. But if you're like two Oh yeah, yeah. So if you're a developer, yeah, yeah. You put in effort to learn uh, the language and yeah. you hope that at some point that you'll be connected. So that's your belief. And you're hoping that having actually done that, you get some upside. But there is no assurance that anybody's actually going to give you anything for actually having done that. Yeah, sure, sure. No, I, I, do, I do agree. Like, uh, like some of the guys who I, who I know from the gaming space, like, you know, they do talk about, you know, what do you say? Like, they, they see many of these. Uh, blockchain protocols as you know, like kind of like a, a so, kind of some will call Bitcoin, the BTC of the core as yeah. a triple coin or surveillance sort of coin, or many of these coins as promise coins. Yeah, they, they promise something. Yeah. So every, every, and, every, every coin is a promise. Coin. Coin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There is no coin that is not a promise coin. <laughs> so, but, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I think cryptocurrency is a study of promises. Uh, okay, I want to dive into that more. What do you mean by it's a steady approach? Like, so, uh, the, the, the jokes being a part, uh, you know, uh, cryptonomics is kind of defined as, uh, you know, part of social science. So, you know, economics is part of social science. Supply and demand of goods. So, cryptonomics is kind of defined as whatever it is, mm-hmm. because we don't know where it is. Right, it's almost like a bastard child of cryptography and economics. Okay, yeah. So you know, in that sense, it looks to the supply and demand of digital goods in a decent price form. So that, that, that's a similarity. Mm-hmm. A promise yeah. is a digital good. Okay, okay, interesting. I like that. Okay, okay, I like that. Yeah, I, I, I could actually go one more step further and say, no, please go ahead. No, 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 no. I think my option. You know, are literally a promise all of Pretty much all the things that we need to do. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, that, 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 that's true. Yeah. What is interest? Interest is a promise. promise. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that is. Yeah. No, I think that's. Uh, I mean, it's good you said because it's also kind of for, for me, mostly it's like a, a reminder of you know, how the system works. Yeah. Uh, you know, like there's also the like, oh, one guy, and he's one of the lead developers for Syscoin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's the thing. Okay. Uh, this is basically this combination of Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah. But he he does mention, like, in terms of the financial, traditional financial system, yeah. or well, pretty much what a system is sort of like a. He would he, he would say it's more like a Ponzi scheme in some sense. I don't know, like. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, there is this, you know, this promise uh, situation. Look, I, I don't know what the definition of a Ponzi scheme is, but in general, what effectively most of cryptocurrencies are actually showing is the early movers have massive 
there is also this very peculiar behavior. Yeah. So the peculiar behavior is defined by the fat protocol thesis. So the fat protocol thesis states that if there is a DAP or a distinct DAP subprotocol, yeah. layer one and layer one bigger value. Mm-hmm. So if you are an early adopter came into a layer one, you definitely have a bigger upside in the access of your protocol. And hence, it's always going to be that you know, the upside is always skewed towards the rest of people. And that is kind of very familiar in some of the schemes which I talk about. Oh, okay. Now, when, I, when I think about a, a, a perspective right now, uh, given like I've been attending many events here in Dubai and over here in Dubai and also other places too, the, the topic of NFTs. Yeah. Uh, because, I, because I've seen like, you know, NFTs have become super popular, whether it's you know, Ethereum or yeah. Solana, but I also noticed that the values Who 
more money or more art, like, I mean, so, so some art work can be like, like hundreds of million dollars. I mean, to me, it's just like, it's a lot of my hands, it's like, I mean, obviously, there's also this thing that the possibility that you could have secondary instruments and art, so you can go and money. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there are lots of things you could do. So, you know, in a larger scheme of things, you don't need to understand that, uh, you know, the so called high finance and lots of mechanics that's already available. That's, you, you know, not only used for liquid assets, you could definitely use that for NFT and, uh, you know, unlock the value and mm-hmm. make it possible yeah. for all the liquid assets to be dealt with. And uh, the same way as high finance curve videos with the liquid assets. Oh, okay, interesting. Alright, so anyway, we talked about traditional finance and stuff, uh, uh, but I'm kind of curious to get your take on, uh, you know, now we're seeing, you know, crypto, you know, blockchain based mm-hmm. uh, financial products. Like, uh, basically, what I'm trying to say is, like, you know, I'm seeing blockchain, uh, among other technologies, it's kind of like creating this next generational financial ecosystem. Yeah. So, uh, do you, um, I'm just kind of curious to see your future forecast. How do you see? Uh, do you see like the traditional financial space like kind of upgrading themselves, or do you see some new players coming to rise and kind of eat them up? Like, yeah, I mean, this is the thing I know. What you say in general, if you look at evolution, evolution implies things that are efficient could actually survive. Okay. So when you know, whatever that combination of uh, we had dinosaurs. Energy, energy, energy efficient compared to dinosaurs. Okay. It's a fact. So when there's evolutionary pressure, things that are efficient and has the ability to run faster. So if that is true about blockchain, blockchains can survive. Yeah. But if that's not true about blockchain, right, we shall see where we end up. So one of the things that we need to understand is that there's this trilemma about security. So, you know, none of the things in blockchain comes to the consensus. It comes to the cost, it comes to the cost. If you are competing with a traditional finance, traditional finance doesn't have to have consensus. It doesn't, it doesn't need consensus, but the different mechanisms. And the cost of storage and cost of compute is very different. So we need to actually, you know, get uh, the numbers right. To actually compete with the consensus. And also there's much larger value locked in traditional finance. So if you look at the traditional finance, I don't know, 200 or plus, trillion. Yeah. Yeah, a step on the other fence. So, you know, currently these are being held mostly by gatekeepers. I would almost say that these are like castles in which value is being kept. And, uh, you know, the cathedral and the bazaar model, where Ethereum and layer ones are like the the bazaars, where you have all the hassles that's happening. And then yeah. there is this world gated thing which is actually the centralized mechanism. And uh, historically, if you were to think about it in that context, uh, castles were useful until the day cannons had the ability to shoot from castle walls. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, evolution wise, if you look at the evolution of society, you know, what effectively meant was the people who lived in castles, they paid some taxes so they can actually get extra protection. Right. So then there's a question is like, you know, once the cannons became so powerful that no cannon would, no castle would outlast the cannon, right. 
the, 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 the risk mitigation strategy would be slightly different, right? It's very possible that we can have a similar movement in traditional organizations. If they reach a point where you know the castles they have can't actually be told the cannons that the diesel has hmm. and they will yeah. be forced to rethink in a sense like, okay, what is my security really worth? Yeah. If you are living in a castle and you pay taxes to the king yeah. providing the security, then you have this right off. I am only at the mercy of the king, and the only shielding I have is from the random one of the random You might take this different decisions based on your investigative property and the factor you're running into frustrated. Interesting, yeah. And so you brought up the example of cannon forms. I'm just kind of imagining like like you have all these big corporations, big institutions, and uh, when I think of cannon fodder, I'm trying to think of an example of a powerful cannon that could break this financial institution. Uh, I think it doesn't have to be external, right? Yeah. All it could be that they do something and they trigger their own device. Okay. So if, if you really have, imagine a situation, this is possible. Situation. So imagine a situation once we have, I, okay, let's go back to our conversation where we are talking about blockchains which are generating code, we can kill us, imagine the significant code. It meets all the criteria that we put in. Now that's connected, and that's connected to the C right? Okay. Now what has actually happened is suddenly there were some changes in the so-called centralized finance. And the efficiency of the centralized finance is not as high as the decentralized finance. Given a bridge that exists, water will flow from the high potential energy to lower potential energy. All the assets that are there is going to go. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, okay. Hmm. Oh, that's but I was trying to think about, uh, say, like you know, society, society trend or market trends or the narrative. Like, uh, and there's a moment I keep thinking about, uh, what would you say, crypto adoption or peer-to-peer digital cash transaction here from, like, say, on the local level. Do you? Are you thinking of local currencies? Yeah, well, using you know, using using crypto. As a way to make so you okay. think, um, do you think that that would be a canon against the, the old financial system? I don't know. The thing I you need to probably understand is like as long as you have nation states and nation states actually wanted to have control over yeah, it's harder for cryptocurrencies to exist in Economic policies don't really get reflected. A nation's economic policy is not going to reflect that cryptocurrency. Unless it's a okay. We're talking about generating So it's kind of a losing battle in that sense. Okay. You will struggle to actually align with, if you do you know, align with the financial policy of one state, then you probably are in very likely working against the rest of another state, right? Okay. So you could never win in that sense. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because I'm going to bring that up as you know, because I do see, you know, uh, not from the fact space, but also saying like you know societal t- uh, trends. Also, like you know, you know, people are into create you know their own communities. You know, yeah. in a sense, they're creating their own little economies in a sense. You know, yeah. so uh, I don't know. So I mean, is, is that something that 
that that is something interesting to you because somebody also look into the human psychology too. Right. But I I still admit I am a published philosopher. Published a couple of papers. Started out looking at the Zeldin psychology called the New Secret, which kind of describes the uh, the talent of innovation hierarchies and structures of power. And then I followed that up with another paper on the So I, I still have an active impression. I really believe in the logical basis for this really intellectual level. But uh, in psychology, I don't think I have any clue about it. Okay. It, it is possible that I might understand some bits of it because where psychology is bit, economics is just not really for the economics. I don't have some understanding of it. My understanding of economics is really Thank you.